Hello and welcome to another episode of My Wax Museum. I'm your host, Alex Williams, and today I'm joined by Fred Moore. This is probably the interview with the most laughing. Fred is an awesome guy and he lives an awesome life. So I'm just going to jump right into it. And remember, after today's show, to make five minutes today to listen intently to the people around you. Fred Moore, welcome to My Wax Museum. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks for letting me in. Nice place you got here. <laughs> I like the bit. This is good. Yeah, yeah. I've worked really hard on it. <laughs> Where's? I don't know who half these wax figures are, but it's kind of creepy, you know? <laughs> you certainly wouldn't. It's uh, It's been an interesting ride to go through and see all the different people that that I've met over the period of doing this. And then sometimes pulling people out from my childhood and talking to them about how we know each other is always interesting too. But of course, we have a much more recent and much more modern meeting story. Would you like to fill the audience in on how we got in touch? Yeah, uh, we hooked up on Tinder. Um, <laughs> it was, no, he swiped left or is it right? I don't even know. I'm married. I don't know, I don't know these things. I don't know these things. Uh, we met, I, I believe it was an outreach to you, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, where I checked out your, your podcast. Uh, I really dug what you were doing. I like the little short bits of the other podcast, the, the light bulb one. And then this idea was very interesting to me. So I just blatant, I think I, I just, I, you know, sent you an email, said, hey, uh, here's what I have to offer. It might be beneficial to your audience. They might, you know, enjoy it and maybe get something out of it. Yeah. So. It was it was basically a cold outreach. It was, you know, walking up, tapping on the shoulder, going, hey, how you doing? Let's meet. <laughs> and, and you know, it worked out great because we had a fantastic conversation when we recorded for Broken Bulbs, which if people want to go and listen to those, I've got them releasing as episode 81 sep coming out July 9th. And then September 20th, we had another one come out, and that was episode 112. Of course, we're recording this before those come out. This episode's coming out October 19th. So for some context as to when we're, when we're looking at here, Fred. Uh, but yeah. And he's, he's, he's not reading that. He has all that right in his head. He knows those dates right off the top of his head. Yeah, that's right. I don't have spreadsheets and spreadsheets of when things are coming out. That's right. <laughs> so I, I really enjoyed our conversation on Broken Bulbs. So I invited you on here to, to chat some more. And, and with that, let's look then at where you're from originally. Originally, I'm from my mother. We were separated <laughs> at birth. Very traumatic. A lot of screaming going on, mostly on her part. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It just, you, know, you cannot get a straight answer out of me, just so you know. Uh, it's most perfect. of the time you can. I grew up uh, in a little teeny tiny town called Madison, Ohio, about uh, halfway between Cleveland, Ohio and Erie, Pennsylvania, right there on Lake Erie, uh, fondly referred to as the mistake on the lake. Um, uh, no, that Cleveland, that's, they, that's what they call it. Uh, but it, it's, it's, Cleveland's a lot nicer now. So yeah, grew up in Ohio, lived there until I was about 23 years old. And then I packed up and moved to Orlando, Florida, where I've been ever since. Wow. Okay. So you just said, sayonara, Ohio. I'm out of here. I'm done with you. Yeah. Do, tell, tell me about Ohio. Did you not like it or did you love it and just decide your thing was in Orlando? How did that come about? 
Well, if you're you're from up north, of course, up there in Canada, and you know it snows a little bit from time to time, <laughs> just a little in the northern in the northern areas of the world. And so I grew up in that. And at one point, I got kind of sick. I was like, all right, I don't want to have to wake up half an hour earlier just to see if my car starts, and then wipe off all the snow and let it warm up. And no, no, no. And so I thought, all right, I want to move to a warmer climate. Also, with what I wanted to do with my life, I knew that I wanted to be an entertainer. I, I'd been doing magic since I was 16. I'd been making a living at it, kind of, sort of, in Ohio. And I thought, well, there's probably better opportunities somewhere else. And one of those opportunities was in Orlando, Florida. Um, there's a, a big company in Orlando. Ha ha! <laughs> Hi there, fellas. That was doing an audition tour, and they came through Cleveland. And uh, I got... I went through the audition process, got called back. Uh, some of my friends did as well. And then they said, we'll send you either a letter or a phone call. Letter is thanks, but no thanks. Phone call is come on down. My friends all got letters. I didn't. But no phone call. So I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And it's like, all right, it's I should have heard something now. So finally, I tracked down the number and called them. And they said, oh, didn't you get the letter? Oof. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> but at that point, the idea of moving to Orlando was kicking around in my head. And so I thought, well, what's keeping me here? My family's here. Didn't have a girlfriend at the time. Why not? Right? Why not? I mean, I'd moved out. I was, I, I was in a carnival for about six months, uh, uh, several years before. So I'd been out of the house and, you know, out of Ohio before. So it's like, all right, why not? So I packed up the car and, you know, moved down to Orlando, Florida. That's, uh, I mean, that's quite the drive, first of all, from Ohio to Orlando. And then what, like, what did you do when you got there? Was it just like, okay, I'm here, now what? Well, at that point, I was kind of burned out from magic, mm -hmm. which seemed kind of strange because it's like, well, you move into Orlando to pursue your career, right? I'm like, well, yeah, but... I'd just uh, come off doing three summers of work at a theme park where I was doing 500 shows over the course of four months. Uh, so after that third summer of doing it, I was kind of like, ugh, I need to take a little step back. And I was kind of in the midst of that. I had jobs at you know local restaurants and things like that. So when I moved to Orlando, first thing I did was went out and just got a job as a waiter at a couple of different restaurants. I kind of bounced around until I kind of got my footing and then figured out, all right, well, where do I want to go from here? And then started contacting the agents in town and pursuing and, and building the business up from scratch. Yeah. Yeah. What's that process like to try and get gigs like that from scratch and get into that? Uh, I never really done it before. Uh, when I was up in Ohio, the theme park was, you know, you go on an audition and they like you and they hire you. Okay, great. And the other stuff I had was just, you know, birthday parties and a few other little things. Uh, I was never making like a full, full-time living. I always had a, a, a regular, a quote, real job somewhere lurking in the background. So but it was a learning process for me because I always say it's an old cliche, but the business part of show business is more important and it shows that because there's twice as many letters in business as there is show, right? <laughs> if you don't know how to run the business, you don't get to do the show. Right. So 
that was a learning process for me. It was, you know, contacting agents, putting together a demo tape, uh, just getting in, in front of people, getting on people's radar. You know, it's sales 101. You just got to keep contacting these people and keep bugging them until they either buy or die. That's what they say. And then at what point did, or was there a point even where you got in and felt like, okay, I, I made it, like I did it? Uh, probably when I turned 30. I'd been working at Hard Rock Cafe in Orlando as a waiter. And I always joked that I didn't want to be those guys that would be up there and they'd have the all staff meeting at the beginning of the shift and they go, here, we'd like to give the 20 year pin to Fred for being, <laughs> you know, uh, that was my nightmare. Well, I was coming up on five years mm -hmm. and, and that's the longest I'd ever had one job like that. Cause typically I'd work a job and then I might get a theme park gig overseas. So I'd be away for three months while well, I come back and that job wasn't there anymore. So, you know, uh, and there were transitional jobs waiting, you know, waiting tables, 90% of them. So when I was at the hard rock, I thought, all right, I know me. And as long I was, I was making money doing the magic, but I know me, as long as I had a job and a steady income, I'm not going to push myself as much as I should or as I could. So I set a goal as all right, before I turn 30, I'm going to be out of here. And two weeks before my 30th birthday, I, I'd already put my notice in. I quit. I was done and put my notice in. And that week, two or three things came in. I made 1500 bucks that week, which was like, this is awesome. And then didn't make another dime for six weeks. Uh, so it was a, it was a harsh reality, a slap in the face. Uh, and this was back in the nineties. So, right. Uh, yeah. I just decided, all right, that's it. I, I know if I'm going to stay here, then I'm not going to push myself. So at that point I quit. And I, I like to think that if you're, if you're a successful person, a smart, successful person, you're never going to come to the point where you think, ha ha, I've made it. And I've never come to that point because at one point I used to think, all right, you know, when I first got started in magic, I was 17 years old. I went to the theme park and I saw the magician performing there. I thought, wow, if I could do that, then I would I've made it. Well, when I got to that position, when I was doing that gig, I wasn't thinking oh, I've made it. I was thinking, what's next? What's the, what's the next rung? Uh, and I never felt like, oh, OK, I'm good. I thought, no, 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 there's more than this. I know there's more than this. And so. I think progressively every gig I've done has been a little bit better, a little bit better, you know, not, not more pr prestige, but either better money or better, uh, um, better looking, better, better environment, you know, rather than like street performing. I did some, um, we talked about this, uh, uh, last time we talked about, I did some street performance festival up in Edmonton years and years ago and nothing wrong with street performing. It's just that now I, I'm kind of doing other things. I'm, I'm working indoors with the theater and lights and microphones and all. So, yeah, just over there, you know, everything, every time I get to the point where at one point I thought, oh, that's it. I, I don't think that. I get there and I'm like, okay, I'm supposed to be here. Hmm. Interesting. So yeah, does that sound like egotistical and braggadocious? I don't know. No, it, it sounds like okay. you're you're always working to the next thing and you're always trying to improve and, and grow in, in some way. Yeah. And, that is uh, not to say I'm never satisfied. Oh, I'm right. extremely happy when I get to the, you know, 
when I did my first cruise ship gig and I did the first thing, but like, I was like, yeah, all right. Yeah. So um, then in, in our quick questions, this is something I'm curious about. You mentioned, you mentioned Japan, you mentioned your favorite meal. And we've also talked a little bit about your, your time in Japan as, as well. So do you want to jump into your time in Japan and what, uh, what all the experiences you've had over there have been like? Yeah, I've been to Japan at least a dozen times and usually working different environments. And the best thing that happened to me in Japan was that's where I met my wife. I was working in a theme park and uh, I'm in Japan, right? So what kind of girl would you meet in Japan? A Japanese girl. You'd think a Japanese girl, <laughs> right? Right, yeah. No, I meant a Romanian dancer. Um, makes sense, right? Makes perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the park I was working in, the variety entertainers, the magicians, jugglers, were all from the U.S. And the singers and dancers and musicians they brought in from Romania. Why? I don't know. Um, but the year before, I'd been working at that same theme park. And I met a Romanian musician, and we had a little thing going on, and, and that was it. So the next year, I'm at the theme park, and I'm there for a couple of months, and I was single, and I, I'm no Don Juan by any means. But, you know, it's like, all right, well, this is, you know, let me try to meet somebody. And I met this Romanian dancer. And this is, this is part of the, I think we kind of hinted about this, part of that story where I invited her out for coffee. We had coffee. She spoke really good English. The other girl, not so much. Uh, and as I got to know that other girl better the year before, I realized, eh, that's probably not somebody I want to be with, you know. Mm -hmm. But this girl, Adina is her name, still is. <laughs> and uh, we had coffee and it was great, you know. And I said, hey, we should go check out this Japanese place. Oh, that would be great. And so we go there and the little tricks I would do to kind of make contact is, I was like, hey, have you ever tried thumb wrestling? She's like, no, what's that? And I showed her thumb wrestling. You know thumb wrestling, right? <laughs> so I'm holding her hand. Right? I told you I'm no Don Juan. I'm not yeah. going to be like, hey, baby, you know. And I, I'm kind of like, you know, I, I don't want to go in for a kiss or anything yet because I don't know what's going. So, you know, we see each other at the park. We kind of hang out a little bit. And then we go out for dinner a second time. And then we're walking from the restaurant. We're going to meet some friends at this, this bar, the local hangout. And as we're walking, we're kind of holding hands. And I'm thinking, oh, this is awesome. And I just smile and I lean over to kiss her and she pulls back. <gasps> like, and she gives me this look on her face like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, did I just blow this whole thing? And all that? So she's like, oh, I'm sorry. And we walk, we go to the bar, we meet our friends, just kind of like. Argh. So the next day, we're at the theme park working, and she swings by my dressing room. She's on her way. She's like, hey, um, can we meet later? And Because we need to talk. I'm like, oh, okay. And she leaves, and one of my coworkers is our friend there. And I'm like, man. He's like, what's wrong? I said, she said, we need to talk. And he goes, oh, man, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Because, <laughs> you know, that's usually never a good thing. All right. So we go out, we meet, and we sit on this bench in the park. And we start chatting. She's like, I, I, I'm sorry about last night. I, 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 that was totally unexpected. And I, I didn't know you were interested in me that way and, you know, and all that. And I'm like, I'm like well, you know, I'm just, uh, you're very nice and, you know, you're attractive. And I just, we get along so well. She's like, we do. We, this is awesome, you know. She's like, but here's the problem is, you know, I mean, 
you're only gonna be here like another six weeks, right? I says, yeah, yeah. She's like, well, I, what are we gonna do after that? I, I don't know, I mean, I, I don't know what's gonna happen. I go, you know what, I, I really don't know either. But tell you what, if all we do for the next six weeks is just hang out, hold hands, walk around, and just spend time together, I'm totally fine with that. And she smiles, and she kind of has this little smile leans back. And then I hit her with, but if we were naked too, that would be good. <laughs> and to which she busted out laughing and ah, ha, 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 ha. And the next night we had dinner and we went out and we were spent every night together from that point on. So, yeah, <laughs> if you know what I mean. If you know, I'm not, again, I'm not, uh, no Don Juan here. And the six weeks, you know, went and it was just like, oh, right, well, you know, this is nice. And then it was, it was time for me to go home. Okay, well, she was in my brain and evidently in my heart. Uh, it was a year and a half later that we ended up getting married. So we, uh, you know, I would call her and this is just on the cusp of Skype and, and all that uh, 20 some odd years ago. And so it was phone calls and phone cards that I was paying for and calling her twice a week. So we got to know each other through conversation on the phone mostly. Yeah. Uh, and then she, her concerts ended, she went back to Romania and I would go and visit her for, you know, a couple of times a year. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I love hearing, hearing how, how people meet and when, uh, when you mentioned to me last time that you met your Romanian wife in Japan, it's just such a fun, different international story, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm glad it worked out. Uh, oh, yeah, me too. 20 <laughs> years, two kids later, right? You know, it's like, all right. You know, I got a five-year-old and a nine-year-old. So That's awesome. We, we were smart. We didn't, we didn't start having kids right away. We were like, all right, let's be married for a while. Hey, future Alex here, just popping in to mention that My Wax Museum has an Instagram page, which I know you'll want to check out. I ask a bunch of questions to every single guest before the episode, and those answers go up on the Instagram page as separate clips. And you'll want to make sure you're over there because we've got some cool stuff happening in the new year. So it's at My Wax Museum on Instagram. Super easy. See you over there. Now, back to the show. Catch me up to, I mean, get get up to speed to the present. What's what's going on now? You've toured around the world. You've visited different countries. You've performed magic and all these other shows. And what are you up to now? Uh, life has changed just a little bit for me mm -hmm. uh, and everyone else in the world. And, and now, you know, things happen ever, and there are horrible, horrible things happening around the world. Not just with the pandem pandemic and all and COVID but other stuff, but you know, each person themselves, it's, it's, that's what affects you, right? What's happening to me. Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm not trying to sound, you know, like, Oh, poor me and all that, you know, but up until last year, 80% of my business was working on cruise ships and 20% was being a keynote speaker at conferences, hmm. teaching people productivity and time management with my fabulous sense of humor and magic <laughs> as well. Uh, I'd use the magic to illustrate things and engage people, get them to laugh, release tension, that sort of a thing. And then sneak in some education there too. 
And that was working. And I was kind of drifting towards the keynote side of it. It's like, all right, I want to do more of this and less of the cruise ships. Because cruise ships are great, but it was just me on the ship. When I started doing cruise ships 10 years ago, it was me and my wife on the ships together. Right. So we get to go places, see some great things, meet some wonderful people. But now we have kids and all that. So it's kind of like, so I'd be gone for a week at a time. And I remember thinking to myself, well, you know, I wish I was home more. I mean, because if I do a keynote speech, I'm gone two days, probably three tops. Uh, and with a cruise ship, it's at least a week, if not more. So last year happened, boom, and the cruise industry shut down. And it was like, all right, well, I guess it's keynote speaking then is all I'm going to be doing. And then all the meetings stopped as well. And so like, well, this just kind of sucks, doesn't it? Uh, and then virtual started happening. I mean, I'd been part of the Zoom um, click for a while because it had been around long before all of this. It just didn't take off the way it did until it had to. So I kind of knew some of the tech side of it already. So last year was, all right, let's pivot like so many other people. Let's pivot. And because I could sit here and try and, and wait this out, but who knows how long it's going to be. You know, because at that, you know, last year, this time, it was like, ah, there'll be a month or two and things will be back to normal. Yeah, yeah, that didn't happen. So, uh, yeah, I just had to completely pivot. So now I'm focusing on, I still do the magic and, and, and comedy and the, the time management productivity, but now it's virtual. I'll do a virtual conference. I've done a few of those. Um, I've, I've done some pure magic just for corporations. They do an online meeting and they want something in between all the talking head speakers. So I'll come on live sometimes and do some stuff where I interact with the people or I'll do a recorded thing, uh, depending on what they want. And the big thing I'm working on now is online training for uh, entrepreneurs, individuals, as well as, as corporations. I mean, if a corporation comes to me and says, we want to pay you a bunch of money to train us, I'm not going <laughs> to say no, because I'm not stupid. Uh, but yeah, my main focus is helping entrepreneurs get the most out of their time because that's basically what I am, an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And I want to spend as little time as possible working on the business and as much time as possible doing the fun stuff, you mm -hmm. know, going out, playing with the kids, traveling, seeing this, doing that, relaxing. Yeah. Uh, so I've kind of dialed down and niched down like some time management techniques and productivity and how to get the most out of your day and out of your week, that kind of thing. So yeah, that's that's been my 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 big push this past year. I like it, and I like yeah. what you talked about with pivoting and and saying, okay, well, this is the way things are going. I'm gonna take advantage of it and do do my best to make the most of it. Then I I know it's kind of a weird thing to do a plug so so far before the end of the episode, but would you mind telling us where we can go to get involved with you, to follow you, and to see your work? Uh, absolutely. Uh, two different sources. Do so much more.com is my website where it's got all the information about the keynote and there's some videos on there as well. Uh, I've got a bunch of videos on YouTube, Fred on YouTube.com. I bought the domain name, Fred on YouTube.com makes it easier. And actually a domain name I just bought today. I have a, an addiction to domain names. I don't know if you <laughs> do. Oh yeah. I Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got, yeah, I don't want to say, how, I, there should be a meeting, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my name is Fred. I've got 65 domain names. <laughs> oh, 
uh, the domain name I bought today was five hours back. Five hours back. Five hours back. And it's just a simple download of a PDF with nine different tips to help you get five hours back in your week. That's awesome. So time, time saving tips. Yeah. 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 I, I like it. I'm going to have links to those in the show notes. But now for the last little bit of the podcast, I want to get into your future and hear what what your hopes are, what your plans are, what do you want to accomplish? I am going full force diving, diving into this online training. Because with the online training, online courses, teaching people how to get the most out of their day and a week and their year and all that, they can learn online at their own pace. I can be at home. I don't have to travel for it. If something like this happens again, I don't have to worry about being stuck at home because that's where I do all my work from. Uh, and by doing everything virtually like this, you know, my, my base was the United States before, but now thanks to the internet and online training, it's global. Anybody that can understand what I'm saying, which some people don't, uh, not just cause of the English, I'm just saying, cause you know, it's me. <laughs> But now I've got more of a, a global reach uh, with the online training. And it's, the, the idea of working one-on-one -on -one with people as well as corporations really, really gets me jazzed because it goes back to that epiphany I had where I want to make as many people as I can happy. Now, I used to think the way I would do that is by make them laugh and make them smile. But if I can help them get more out of their life, and spend more time with their family or loved ones or whatever they want to do, then I'm making them happy, which makes me happy. I like that. I I really appreciate your your mission and your realization that that's your goal, that's your purpose. And I think you're. I love uh, the way that you answer questions is always filled with humor. There's no like, oh, well, you know, because of this and because of this. It's like, oh, well, this happened. And this was crazy the way that happened. And this thing happened. And so what I'm curious then is the, do you have any like, any like big goal other than just day to day making people happy? Is there something that you would like to see yourself accomplish in the future? Hmm. That's a very good question. There's, I have a lot of, I wouldn't really call them micro goals. Uh, they're pretty, pretty big goals, but I have several of them. Uh, national TV appearance is one. If, if that's what you're going for, or you're talking about more like life goals. And, it, it can be, it can be anything. Okay. Yeah. 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 National TV appearance. I, um, I had an interesting experience last year. I filmed a national TV show. Uh, but my segment wasn't used. So it was like, oh, I was so close. You got ripped so off. <laughs> you know, it was like, I was so close. I got paid, you know, so I was like, well, there's that. But it's like, I just wanted the video, and, you know, and, the, you know, and the, and the credit. Um, but uh, so I was close with that. Yeah, national TV appearance. Um, at, at this point, too, uh, health is probably one of my big things. Because I, I, I was just talking, I had a doctor's appointment today for something. And I said, I'm getting to that age where when you go and check the boxes, it used to be like none of them, none of them, none of them. Now I'm getting to the like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, I got one there. Oh, wait a minute. I got this condition too. Wait a minute. Okay. I, like I said, my daughters are five and nine. And again, not to sound sappy or anything like that, 
but my health goal is very important to me because I want to dance at my daughter's wedding one day. And that may be a long time from now. I hope it's not too soon. You know, they're nine for crying out loud. <laughs> um, but, uh, and I know if I keep doing what I'm doing right now, I'm probably not going to get to that point. I mean, I'm not in bad shape, but uh, I could be in a lot better shape. So that's, that's a big one for me is just to get my health and get into shape so where I can run out and play with my kids and play with my grandkids someday, I hope. Yeah, I like that. That kind of leads me into my last question. And it's a question I ask every guest I have on the show. And that is at the end of your life, when you're looking back on everything you've accomplished up to now and everything that you're still hoping to accomplish, including dancing at your daughter's wedding, as well as being on national TV and everything else you want to do, when you're looking back on everything from that point, what are the things you hope to be the most satisfied with and proud of? I hope to be satisfied with the things I've done. I'm always a big proponent of no regrets. Uh, we mentioned before about the bucket list is like, I don't have a bucket list. I, when I turned 50, I made a list of 50 things I wanted to do that year. I got 30 of them done. Uh, but I, I'm a big proponent of no regrets. I don't want to be in my twilight years on my deathbed going, oh, if only I tried to do this. If only I tried to do that. I've tried and failed at a whole bunch of things. But yeah, to, to you know, look back at my life and just be regretting certain things like, oh, I wish I would have done that or I wish I would have done that. That I do not want to, to happen. And I, and I want to think back and I would like to think, that when people think of me, when my name comes up, that they do know me. Well, at that point, I've been on national TV, so everyone <laughs> will know who I am. Right. Uh, I, you know, if they hear like, oh, Fred, Fred Moore passed away today, I want them to go, ah, oh, he was funny. I liked him. I like that. Well, um, you've certainly made me laugh today and every other interaction that we've had. So that will yeah, hopefully... done. <laughs> that, will be, that will be my reaction um when when you die because it will be international news so i will hear about it i will make sure it's international news one day you're gonna tell your friends you know what i knew that guy yeah. before you killed all those people so oh. you know i no that's a joke that's it <laughs> sorry bad taste i'm sorry stuff yeah. poor taste shame on me shame on me <laughs> but uh <laughs> With that, yeah, with, come to Florida. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You. Florida man, you're going to be one of those Florida man stories. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> I've loved this conversation, and I just want to say thank you, Fred, very much for joining me. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me back. I feel honored. And thank you for listening, not just to the show, which we certainly do appreciate, but more so to the people around you, the people from your everyday life that you just happen to know. Make five minutes today to listen intently to the people around you. Mecco 